1: right from your phone or computer and now you can even add any song from spotify directly to your episodes the possibilities are endless for what you can create whether it's music analysis your own radio show or something the world's never heard before go ahead and let your freak flag fly Welcome, everybody, to a brand-new episode of The The Geek Buddies! Hey! Well, I think we figured out the audio issues, or rather, I figured out the audio issues, and hopefully we figured out the camera issues as well. But We were coming to you live from the office here in my house. I think
0: you both look lovely. Oh, so do you. Thank you very much. I
1: love that shirt. What is that shirt?
0: It's uh, that old Popsicle, the Strawberry Shortcake Popsicles. I love how you say it's old. They still sell them. Still I them. haven't eaten them in a very long oh, time. Oh, yes. From
1: back when I <laughs> hence, was a youngster. Hence the differences in body type, right? Uh, a little larger <laughs> on my side, a little
0: more, way that's, more that's in shape. That's the closest he can get to one of those that's right now. <laughs> I, vaguely, I vaguely remember what they taste like. <laughs> They're just a dream. Just, <laughs> just a dream. a strawberry
2: dream is what they are.
1: Uh, but uh, welcome, everybody, to this episode. Thank you so much for dealing with the audio issues last week, but we got them figured out. Uh, hopefully this week and we'll be good to go. Uh, and I thank my girlfriend for figuring, helping me figure out how to like this. Damn office in a way that's a little more palatable for everyone who's watching. So thanks again for did your she patience. Did she do this? She did all of this. Oh wow! Yeah, like you now, better,
0: yeah, you better oh. never let that lady go. I
1: know. I'm marrying her. Relax, Jesus.
0: <laughs> I do things for her
1: sometimes. <laughs> do you? Sometimes. <laughs> what did you, what,
0: what you do? What have you done for her lately? She pulled
1: out the scorecard the other day. It did not look good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad she's got a scorecard. She, I, I didn't know she had a scorecard, but she <laughs> pulled it out because because she was doing so. She had uh, she spent about six hours looking up cameras for me because I want to get a new camera to put in here. And I asked her to look. I thought it was going to take her an hour. To, no. I should have known. My completely anal retentive lady was like looking through everything and compiling. I hope she's list. not listening right no, now. No, she probably won't watch this. I probably imagine. But uh, <laughs> so she was looking through everything and trying to figure it all out step by step. And when she finally did, she was like, "Okay, here's the camera that you need to go." And I'm like, "Oh, um, that's a little bit higher than." There's a budget. What is the limit so that I can go back and look at it? And I was like, oh, I think under 1,000 would be great. And she was like, that changes everything. Do you want 4K or not? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, 4K would be nice. You're pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs>
1: like, I should have given her all the specifics. I had no idea. I was just like, find me a camera. And, and I just thought she'd understand. And, of course, that's my mistake. But anyway, she said, I do some. What do you do for me? She said the other day. What do you do for me? And I was just like, I give you love. I support you. I think you're great.
0: Oh, um, yeah, but it's more it's that's a bad answer. Was it's that the
1: end of the list? <laughs> of no, list? there was more. I okay. <laughs> mean, now that I'm unemployed in this damn house, I'm house husband in the fuck out of this place. So uh, I'm the one cleaning up in the kitchen and, uh, you know, washing the dishes and putting stuff away. So, you know, I'm doing my part and I support her making this transition into photography. I've been very supportive of her in those ways, but you know, in that moment, it didn't seem like I'd done enough. So, you know. and you know, being in a relationship, you gotta take those hits. someday you'll you'll remember what no, it's like. someday, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not- so don't judge my shit, Vogel. Not this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> don't judge my shit. Uh, anyway, let's get off of me and let's start talking about what we're going to talk about here. Uh, hi, I'm John Roeke. I'm a writer and producer and host of the Outlaw Nation and other uh, podcasts. Uh, what are you doing?
0: Uh, I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies and apparently single AF. Oh <laughs> <What>? No.
2: <laughs> and this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor, where you may have seen me on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Goldberg, Silicon Valley, and I have a girlfriend.
1: You do. So which uh, she thanks very guys th- thanks <laughs> she's very happy to hear you say that so you don't have any trouble anymore <laughs> yeah I, I heard that story <laughs> as a single man what <laughs> okay we don't need to. oh, oh I see <laughs> it's cool to jump into my shit oh okay. I, she say.
2: just started listening to the wow. podcast again so this is
0: <laughs> for shiny, you're the best for the first time today single doesn't sound so bad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's got a lot hotter in yeah, here. Did it is it. the, light. the lighting. it's yeah, the, it's the, 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 the lights. new lights. <laughs>
1: Whew. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you who have come back for the show, thank you for continuing to listen or to watch us. And uh, this is how the show works. Each of us talks about a geek news item. We all chime in, uh, and we'll do three of them, and then we jump. We take a little bit of a break, uh, and then jump into our main topic. And today, our main topic is about representation, given the he- on the heels of what Maisie Williams said about the New Mutants having yep. a very predominant lesbian storyline or same sex storyline. I don't know if it's gay or, or lesbian, but same sex storyline.
0: Well, uh, it's two women, so I'm going to go with lesbian. All
1: right, fine, lesbian it is. Could you know, be bi. If you want to, you know, <laughs> want to limit it. Just saying, all right, so lesbian it is. Anyway, we're gonna talk about it as our main topic and see if maybe if, if what that actually means and what people want to see from that in films and mm-hmm. television when it's put out there, and what's the right way to do it possibly, and what's the wrong way to do it. So, anyway, let's get into it. Uh, let's uh, let's who's first?
2: Trailers, 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 trailers. hey, 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 this is. We had two really great trailers uh, be released. Um, first was uh, the second trailer for uh, Jungle Cruise yes. mm-hmm. from Disney, starring The Rock, starring Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt yes. uh, we got to see a little bit more of Jesse Plemons' yep. villain character, a little bit of Edgar Ramirez's, assuming it's a villain character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got a little bit more of the story, and we're getting a little bit more of what the world is going to be. I got thoughts about this trailer. What do you guys think?
0: I'm excited. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I it, Jungle Cruise is good for me just because like I don't go in with a lot of expectations on Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, much and, and I and the second trailer particularly was giving me some very strong pirates vibes in a good way. Okay, uh, I think The Rock looks charming. I think Emily Blunt in like a fun sort of action comedy role is awesome. I actually kind of think Emily Blunt can do no wrong, so yes. I think she's amazing. Um, and I thought that this kind of had. All the pieces of the things that I liked about the Pirates franchise before the Pirates franchise got way too overcomplicated and crazy and kind of fell apart under its own weight. Mm. Um, So I was feeling really good about this. This is a movie that I kind of, when they announced they were making it, I was kind of like ho-hum about. And both trailers have kind of just made me smile. Like they just kind of put a big grin on my face. You do not look like you feel the same way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shannon, if you're listening to this, Shannon is giving me a look right now. Which is
1: ironic because he said they're both really great trailers, so he must feel positive about it, don't you think?
0: I mean, I'm positive he's giving me a look.
1: Well, I I, I would like to hear your thoughts. Oh, okay. Well, I enjoyed it as well. I definitely saw the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff that you could sense. Also, a little bit of Indiana Jones, the fact that the woman has the uh, amulet on her... Uh, 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 necklace a little little Marion Ravenwood Got kind of a little bit of Marion Ravenwood there I like that there was the the right mix of comedy in this the rock trying to put his foot on that thing
0: that foot yeah. moment really made me laugh right? that was
2: funny right that was we've funny. Never seen
1: that
0: funny oh moment. oh and Shannon definitely didn't like the trailer we just got oh, the that part was yeah, funny that part was we funny. just got the whoa really? that part was very good try to present
1: the trailers like you actually feel about them there were one really great one and one I'm not so sure about that would maybe maybe been a better thing but Overall, oh no, oh, is my neighbor upset again? But overall, um, uh, I would say that this is, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and like you, Mike, I wasn't sure what to expect. I actually was curious to hear your thoughts because you're such a Disney fanatic. Were there Easter eggs or little nods to people who've been on this Disney? I I
0: think so. I mean, like, you know, like uh, Dwayne, the Rock said, Dwayne, Dwayne, my buddy Dwayne, (laughs) uh, you know, the Rock says, let's go see the elephants. I mean, the Jungle Cruise as a ride, there's not a ton of story to it. The biggest thing about the Jungle Cruise sort of from a DNA standpoint is sort of the cheesy jokes, the, you know, the way that whoever is – whoever your captain is on your boat when you take the Jungle Cruise, it's all its all the, the puns, the cheesy mm, jokes, right. uh, you know, the back of the waterfall moment. And so I think even more so than Pirates, it's like it's sort of easy to reinvent this in a movie. Like as long as you've got a couple references to some of those key Jungle Book moments on the ride and a couple of really funny puns or silly jokes, yeah. you're kind of there. Okay. Uh, you know, I think, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to really grow the Jungle Cruise brand, yeah. if you will. Yeah,
2: yeah so my thought was mm-hmm. it is a really it, it is a great trailer yeah but I think you got more of those Easter eggs in the first trailer like where you got to see how how the rock kind of had um, animals and natives kind of set up for the benefit of his customers right. the thing that makes me nervous about this trailer because I do think they're they're hitting all the right notes but I think I have a decent nose for for a, a good trailer for a not great movie and I will based that on Rise of Skywalker <laughs> mainly. Oh. Uh, that when I first man, saw that trailer, you just
0: love to kick dirt in a man's no, face. No, 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 I'm just saying. Like, Ooh, wow, happy we
2: mentioned Star w- When, Wars, when yeah. I saw that trailer, I'm like, ah, oh, it just it, it, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. And as much as I liked the moments in Jungle Book or Jungle Cruise, I really loved the foot moment. That was mm. super, super funny. The Rock as a leading man still makes me a little apprehensive. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Emily Blunt and Jesse Plemons being in it, yeah. and and I'm I'm getting the feeling that Edgar Ramirez's role is going to not. Be that significant. I wouldn't be surprised if it's limited. Yeah. Um, those three as actors, I really enjoy. Mm. The Rock, I think, is an incredibly charming presence who has some nice acting moments. Um, I don't know if we're going to get that in this. I certainly hope we do. Is it his size that throws you off? Do you think it's not believable? I mean, he's huge. He is. I mean,
0: he's what? Uh, he's what Adam, you know. Can you articulate what it is about the what you've seen that makes you think it's not good?
2: I think based from the trailer, like it, it really uh, leans into the music and the action without. Without a whole lot of dialogue, and I think when you when you're being so stingy with some with dialogue, I'm like that that gives me that gives me um, hesitance.
0: Okay. okay, I disagree. Okay, uh, I think I've got a pretty good nose for a good storytelling. On Rise of Skywalker, notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, everything about both of these trailers is giving me all like the thumbs up signs. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't, I don't feel like there's any major cause for concern. I think it's going to be a very uh, hopefully. Not, but it seems like a very typical, straightforward uh The Rock has been looking for this magical tree his entire life. He's never been able to find it. Now mm-hmm. Emily Blunt has the key that's gonna get them there. They're hot on the trail of some other people. This tree could do a lot of good. It's a race to the finish line, mm-hmm. so to see if they can get it before the villains do. I mean, it seems pretty like by the numbers. Yes. So agreed. a lot of this is going to be in the execution, to your point. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, honestly, like the rock. I think sometimes he doesn't make the best choice in the movies that he's making. Sure. But I think that tonally, this is giving me, it's very, Jungle Book seems like it's very much in the same range as the Jumanji movies. And I think he's lovely in those. I think yeah. he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so.
1: And it doesn't feel like there's a love interest here. There's no illusion to any kind of romance here in the series. It doesn't film, seem to be.
2: It yeah. doesn't seem like it, but I think that's probably definitely going to play a part. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, the vibe that I'm getting from it, and this might be great for some folks, just mm-hmm. not for. For me, mm-hmm. the vibe I'm getting is the Steven Summers Mummy movies. Now, some people not a bad comparison. Though. Well, but, but and some people love those. Yeah. It, for me, I was not a big fan of those. Okay. They were just they were just a little too silly for me, and I think that's what this might be. I mean, I hope it's more pirates than the mummy. So you think it might be good? You just think it might be silly. Yeah. I think it might not be for me. Right, which is what I mean. Which like, is really
0: funny because I gotta say, like watching that trailer, it just has Shannon McClung written all over it. I agree. I thought, I thought the yeah. score. I, sc- I thought the score in the trailer was Score's really good. good. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't uh, like it. Well, you're wrong. But but, but I thought the score that might not be the score for the movie though. It might not be, but I actually whatever that music was, uh, I was like, oh, I really kind of dig that theme right there near the end of the trailer. Uh, It's you know, it's epic archaeological adventure. That is literally your bread and butter, which means you're probably going to be harsher on it while the rest of us enjoy it.
2: That's that is very true. Um, What's
0: the other trailer, Shannon? Yeah,
2: we have the third trailer for Black Widow. Final trailer, yeah. So this one I really really dug. I mean, we're getting. (laughs) Um, uh, we're getting more of a sense of that classic Marvel formula where you have these great sort of comedic dynamics where Mm -hmm. you see between David Harbour, Rachel Rice, uh, Florence Pugh, and, um, and ScarJo, um, that sort of family dynamic that you get at the end of the trailer, which was really, really funny. And you're getting some more of the emotional story, finding out that all of these, um, women who are in the red, the red room, the red room program, the widow program, that they are now under the control of someone else. And, yeah, I mean, everything about this trailer, because the first two I thought were really good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it looks, but it's Marvel. It's probably going to check off a lot of boxes for me. This one, I'm fully invested now. (sighs)
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about it that we haven't already said about the Black Widow trailers. Aside mm. from the fact that it was great, uh, the more I see of Taskmaster, the more excited I get. Oh man! Uh, Task, you know, there was that Task one. Panther. There was that one shot yeah. of of just like the visor kind of watching footage of things, and you know, you see a shield moment, you see an arrow moment, like you really get the sense of like this is like fighting the entire uh, all the Avengers. Yeah, mm. you know, and like that's really really cool. You know, the thing that I've just heard in talking to friends and you know being on Twitter and talking to all of our geeky friends is that. It, it seems kind of split. Like some people are really excited about this and some people kind of have a ho-hum feeling about, well, we all know what happens to Black Widow in Endgame. Wow. Do we really need this movie? Is this really the best way to start phase four? And based on every single trailer that I've seen, I just get more and more excited. Yeah. And I really hope that they that Marvel just pulls off another Marvel hat trick where a movie that kind of in the hands of any other studio probably would kind of be a ho-hum Maybe, maybe I saw it. Maybe, you know, I think that in a bad way, this could be compared to like some of like the Wolverine movies pre Logan, Mm. you know, like you would like, especially like that second Wolverine movie, the first one's a disaster, but like that second Wolverine movie, you were like, it's fine. It's a fine story. Wasn't great. I think that's how a lot of people are expecting this to be. And I think it's going to be, I think it's, it's, it seems to have all the good Marvel signs. I, I hope think, i'm right
1: i think this is the one that sold me 100 percent on it because uh, i'm like you i was not sure and i was like kind of on the fence about it because i also think this is coming out at the right time i actually think if we had done it 10 years ago it wouldn't have been as potent on the heels of her sacrifice and the heels of what she did so now we get to have her one more time in this role and what's the deal with florence Pugh? what's the deal with rachel Weiss? what's the deal with uh with uh, david harbour's character what are we getting out of this whole family dynamic? Cause obviously she said, you know, I had a family before the Avengers. What's that going to lead to here? But I, what I loved about this trailer though, was the score was fantastic for this trailer. The action sequences were great. And I think what you brought up, Shannon, is an excellent point. The humor, the Marvel humor that we have come to know from Marvel mm-hmm. was really front and center in this trailer. So they I think they understood those first two trailers were kind of really like really deep and dark and mysterious. The second, the, this last trailer, rather they wanted to sell that this is going to be a good time in the theater. You're going to have a fun time. Yes. There'll be some uh, real stakes involved in the situation. But overall, you're going to have a fun time in the theater and it'll feel like a Marvel movie. Uh, but the question is, who's Taskmaster? And, you know, we saw way more of Taskmaster in this, I think, in this one than we did in any of the other installments. Who is Taskmaster? Is it the same person as the person with the sword? Is it the person at the shield is like, who is the taskmaster? My money's
0: on Rachel Weiss. Y- yeah. Still. My money's on Rachel Weiss. My money was on Rachel Weiss at Comic-Con yeah. when I saw the footage. I could be totally wrong. This is based on literally nothing. Yeah, My money's yeah. on Rachel Weiss.
1: I was thinking that too, but then someone pointed out uh, at SCN Live when I was hosting, because I said that on Monday morning after the trailer dropped, I think Rachel Weiss's Taskmaster. Uh, someone said, well, Rachel Weiss is flying the plane where the Taskmaster is on when he jumps into, uh, uh, to confront Black Widow. It's a clone. It's a clone. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh. <laughs> so bad. That a seems to be the answer for everything lately. <laughs> <laughs> but not a full clone, but still able to make babies. Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff with, you got in there. Um, but uh, some people are speculating that it's Florence Pugh. Like a lot of people are speculating that I Florence don't. Pugh is supposed to take over the mantle. But a lot of people are speculating that she might be the one that's actually behind in charge of
0: everything. You know who it's not? Dave Harbour. It's not David Harbour. <laughs> I'll put my
1: money on that right now. Still can control them.
2: <laughs> that that man's not doing any backflip. <laughs>
1: That is not good. But, but overall, I think, the, I think the trailer accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish was to get you excited for this movie that's about to come out in May. Hopefully, if they don't push it, yeah. it's about to come out in May. So that is what you wanted it to do in the end and that's what it did. And you, and, the, and the, honestly, there's only a little bit of Scarlett Johansson in this one. This was yeah. more Florence Pugh, there's more Rachel Weisz, David Harbour and Taskmaster than was her. You know what you're getting with her. So, where we're we gonna go with this, and that's what I, I liked it. I, I thought Jada was badass. It's best one of the three for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, Black yeah. Widow comes out
2: May first, and Jungle Cruise comes out July twenty fourth. This
0: will be so. a fun summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. See if there will uh, any reviews on the way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel, yeah, yeah more Marvel news. Uh, it was revealed this week uh, from Vin Diesel. Mm. In <laughs> fact, of all people, and <laughs> uh, something he. Maybe probably wasn't supposed to say, but right. glad he said it. Uh, that the Guardians of the Galaxy will make an appearance in Thor four. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions about post Endgame what happens because as anyone who has seen Endgame and because you are all geeks, I am sure you all have. <laughs> uh, as anyone who's seen Endgame knows, uh, at the end of the movie, Thor takes off with the Guardians to parts unknown, and there is a lot of question about uh who the captain really is is it star lord or is it thor of course (laughs) of course of course course. (laughs) you say of course but you're making a face um and and what people thought was that Thor was going to be in Guardians three, but once James Gunn all, also took over duties on Suicide Squad, things got moved around, and Guardians three got pushed back, and Thor four got pushed up. Uh, and so this is just sort of a confirmation that whatever happens in Thor four, at least in part, will pick up on what happened after Endgame. Yeah, uh, you know, there's no telling uh what this means i don't think it means that the guardians are going to be in the entire movie although who knows maybe Mm -hmm. they will be you know it could just be a really fun cameo and they drop thor off at the beginning it could do whatever you know i think because this movie is really going to focus more on natalie portman becoming female thor which is a whole huge story in and of itself uh you know i don't know if there's a ton of time for a lot of other stuff but it's going to be really cool to see how the guardians are involved uh and again, not that there was any concern about this with Thor 4, with Taika Waititi uh, at the helm, but Guardians showing up means that tonally it's still going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, if if this is the case, I mean, I don't think Vin Diesel is always the best source True. of reliable information. I mean, if there's one thing that he likes to do, he likes to keep his name keep his name out oh, here in, yeah. in, in the headlines. Yep. And one way to do that is to be like, oh, by the way, we're all going to be in this. Is it true? Uh, I think we all kind of I assumed it was going to yeah, be true. Yeah. Also, he dropped that thing that uh, Groot, Alpha Groot, like Groot. we'll see Groot uh, in sort of a new a new form that we haven't seen yet. Right. Um, but yeah, I imagine that they will be just sort of in, in the opening of the movie. We get to see their latest adventure where Thor's sort of like, all right, see you guys later. Um, Taika Waititi directing Guardians and Thor... That sounds like a blast. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. It's a good combo of people. And uh, But you bring up a good point, Mike. I mean, the Jane Foster story is already so – if they're going to use that run where she became female Thor, there's like breast cancer involved here. There's her joining the Avengers. There's all kinds of things that are involved in here with her. And so you wonder what direction well, they're going to go. How much of that element is going to, elements rather, how much of those elements are going to show up yeah, in I mean, Thor I, 4?
0: I don't think they're going to deal with her joining the Avengers right off the bat. Right, I think right. that obviously if there is a new Avengers team coming down the road, yeah. phase four is kind of stacking the deck for potentially a new Black Widow, a new Thor, yes. much like they did in the comics. Right. Uh, the the cancer bit, though, I am yeah. really curious about. You know, Taika Waititi's movies do tend to be on the more fun side of the Marvel Universe. Right. And the Jane Foster storyline in the comics, for those that haven't read it does involve the fact that Jane Foster does have cancer right. uh and, and i can say this right it's not a spoiler it's been in the comics it's i can like comics. yeah okay right uh and the whole thing that's kind of really interesting about that run is that uh every time that Jane Foster uses the hammer to transform into Thor yeah. it wipes all the impurities out of her body including all of the chemo that's yeah. supposed to get rid of the cancer yeah. and because the cancer cells are Even though their cancer is still part of her body, the hammer doesn't wipe those out. So she'll be going to do chemo, but every time she transforms, it sets her back to ground zero again so the cancer keeps getting worse Yep. so it's a really interesting kind of powerful story.
1: Absolutely and Odinson is involved in this so I don't know if they're going to bring Anthony Hopkins back as some kind of vision or some kind of astral plane projection or whatever anything is possible there but there's already so much to deal with with that storyline throwing in the Guardians. I think the Guardians if if they do what you suggested Shannon where it's like in the first 10 minutes of the movie and then we roll on from there then that makes the most sense but it's just nice that uh, it's going to pick up after Ed Game and we're going to see more of their interaction which was really one of the selling points of Endgame for me and see where they go with it. So I'm excited about that. And um, is Beta Ray Bill going to be in this thing? Is Taika Waititi going to find a way to put Beta Ray Bill in this thing? I don't know. So oh, there's this could be a, like, I don't know, this could be a really big, big uh, film uh, that
0: is a fourth film in the run of a series, which is essentially a singular title within the franchise of Marvel. Well, and there's also the question, I mean, kind of. I was kind of, kind of assume the same as you do, but there's also, given the way this movie could roll out, There's also a big question like Thor might not show up at the beginning. You know, we could be focused on Jane Foster for the first 90 minutes of this movie and Thor could come in in the third act with the Guardians for a big finale. So I do think and this is one of the pluses of the way that Marvel works is that they are better able to um, dodge and weave with changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, obviously the intention post endgame was Guardians 3 is going to come up next. We'll do whatever we're doing with Thor. And then Thor 4 is going to come after. Mm -hmm. And those things switched around. And whatever they did, they had to do some, you know, thinking in the kind of Marvel story group to kind of be like, what are we going to do? And so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, I mean, I think with Thor 4, clearly there's a ton of questions. The Guardians being in it is just one more big question mark. Um, I think this is definitely one that people are super excited about well yeah. and
2: wasn't it officially announced that Christian Bale's playing the villain it was announced yes. yes Like and we don't know who the villain is but the Twitter the went crazy with that one yeah speculation that he could be that what is it Roxon, the head of Roxon. yeah it's
1: gonna rattle her cage <laughs> T- what Wait, is that reference <laughs> swear to me oh I see well Tessa a lot of people thought Tessa said fantastic on purpose uh, when she said he's gonna be fantastic so a lot of people think he might be Dr. Doom ooh
0: I mean, and given the, and again, I think you can't ever say this enough. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is different from the comics, yeah. So there's always the possibility that he could be both.
1: Yeah. Oh right. Yeah sure. There's wow.
0: no reason. There's no reason in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Victor Von Doom couldn't be the head of Roxon. Right. Wow. That's a fair point. Yeah. So, so, so
1: this is what some lots of
0: questions, guys. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Well,
2: I have not heard that. I'm I'm shook
1: right now. You, you shook? <laughs> well,
0: you speaking it. of universes that should go away, John, what's your next topic? <laughs> Listen, pal. When you host the show, I'll tell you. Until then, you can calm it down. Here's what
1: we're going to talk about because these Marvel shills won't start talking about stop talking about Marvel. Let's talk about DC. And that's the fact that Zack Snyder, that's right. Speaking of guys like to keep their name in the news, Zack Snyder <laughs> <laughs> just jumped out here uh, talking about this reshoot uh, possibly happening for, uh, I'm getting this from ScreenRank, uh, shout out to Stephen M. Colbert. I don't know if it has relation, relations to the other Colbert, uh, but Zack Snyder wants to shoot extra scenes for the Justice League uh, for his version. Uh, his most recent tease is he invited the winner of 1,200 fan poster submissions behind the scenes for additional photography for Zack Snyder's Justice League, while also saying it was unlikely, quote-unquote, and highly speculative. And this all, this is all just to keep it in the news, keep talking about it, whatever, and keep the taste in people's mouths to see this thing. Uh, of course, he's still got to shoot stuff with Martian Manhunter because he never got around to Martian Manhunter, who was Harry Lennox uh, in the movie. Uh, there's stuff with more Superman. There's stuff with Lois Lane. There's stuff with Superman. There's all the stuff with Wonder Woman. There's all the stuff he wanted to shoot that he would have to get around to and getting. And, you know... He doesn't have a budget yet. He doesn't have the money for it yet. So this is all just fun, playful stuff. But <laughs> that being said, AT and T has that HBO Max thing coming. So would they put the money into it? I don't know. But this is another way. And once again, Snyder knows what he's doing. Playing with the fans, playing to the fans, getting them on board, and getting a, it's a submission. <laughs> uh uh, but see there's a lot of stuck here some of the context clues and familiarity with snyder's sense of humor makes it clear this is being said with a wink uh i think they compared it to getting a ticket for charlie and the chocolate factory if you won this thing (laughs) uh which i think was funny as well uh ben affleck says his passion for the role is gone they can't get cavill to come back to the table so would he be able to do it for a one-off kevin smith said there's an incomplete version they could release but you know they wouldn't want to do that so There's a lot of things that need to... But why do something like this? I guess is the question to both of you when Michael wakes up. Why do something... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep for a minute. I fell asleep. I'm awake. I'm awake. (laughs) Anybody (laughs) want to
0: guess...
2: guess. Why put it out in the... Put it out in the press, yeah. Because ah, he again, he's like what you said with Vin Diesel. He's trying to keep his name out there. He's trying to keep the dream of the Snyder Cut alive. But
1: why? But but, but if it's not going to happen, why?
2: But don't you think, as one who who would really like to see it, I'd be interested. Yeah, of course in I want to see it. You know, you're never going to see his true vision because he had to do all those rewrites after BVS before sure. they started shooting. But
0: like, also, didn't you say this on one of the episodes where I was What's gone? That? What's that? Didn't you finally admit that you were over this whole thing?
1: I'm not over seeing the Snyder Cut. What I am over is him finding excuses and reasons to keep talking about if it's not going to happen. It's like that guy you run into two years later and he's still talking about his ex-girlfriend. You're just like, dude, you've got to let it go. She's not coming back. You're not getting back together. So to me, I don't know what the point of all this is other than to keep his – connection with the fans going but direct another movie that's how you get your connection with the fans going i know he has two films in the war and the works so just focus on that to me keeping talking about this it, either a it's going to happen and so he's do they're letting him go and do this nutty shit because it gets it still keeps people's attention for it or or the other side
0: of it is it's never going
1: to happen and he's just being like crazy about it
0: i mean i just feel bad for him at this point you do i feel bad a little bit i'm like dude let it go Right. Like, let it go. Like, like it's just my feelings about those movies notwithstanding. Right, right, right. They happened. Yeah. They're done. They were out there. It's over. We have the Joker just won Academy Awards. Yeah. The new Batman franchise is getting ready to go. Ben Affleck's passed it. Yeah. (laughs) He's very over it. Henry Cavill seems pretty over it. Like, Like, everyone has moved on, and he's sitting here like, you know, Giggling and posting things on Twitter and getting everybody all riled up that like for something that like even if let's just say like everybody's let's say w- Warner Brothers has this secret plan and HBO Max is going to release the Snyder Cut in some form, like some yeah. kind of form on HBO Max. And it's going to be this big thing like see Justice League as you've never seen it before. <laughs>
2: or seen it see it for the first time. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> like what what happens from that? So everybody will watch it and say, okay, that's a thing. Right. Cool. And, like, is it, okay, vindication, it's better than Joss Whedon. Okay, cool, here's a trophy. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with what's going to – like, nothing about that is going to say – like, Ben Affleck's out. He, he clearly has no intention of continuing doing this. Right. It almost drove him to some really bad places. Like, yeah. he talked about it in an interview, like, we ta- as we discussed. Like, yeah. um, everyone's moved on. Warner Brothers, which is fi- trying to figure out what to do with their universe – Going back to that isn't going to help them. Right. So I just think it's like one of those things. It's like, even if everyone's wildest dreams came true, mm-hmm. cool. You saw it. Okay.
2: Yeah. It, it's it's sort of a Tom Arnold True Lies two thing where he would always talk about that in the press, like, oh yeah, I had a had a conversation with Cameron. We're we're gonna be filming soon. I right. got a script. It's just one of those things that seems like it's never going to happen I mean, everyone kind of trumpeted the fact that you know gal gadot and ben affleck uh, you know posted that on instagram saying release the snyder cut as far as i know and granted i'm not following the story right as far as i know that was sort of the end of it for gal and and probably Uh, probably,
1: you know, because Ben said in the interview, he said, like, uh, he asked me to do something. He was very supportive of me playing Batman. So I thought, why not? Let's do it. Because the director sh- and Ben is a director. So Ben said, like, no. my, the, vi- the director's vision should be out there for people to see. So I'm sure he felt pretty upset about the fact that they weren't willing to let him finish his cut of the film. So right. that's a personal thing overall. So, you know, I get it. Uh, I just I'm, I, I just don't understand what the end game, for lack of a better term, what the end game is here. For this, because either you're in or you're out. They've said they're not going to do it. If they're not going to do it, why do you keep bringing it up? You're not like – it's not like you're – how can I say this? It's not like you Dennis Hopper and Hoosiers, right? Oh, I had, I missed the shot that could have won me the game. Like, he's not stumbling around Hollywood drunk, still talking about the time he was famous, right? He's got other projects in the work, but is, and I, I wonder well, if, if you're a studio, why do you hire this guy to do your film if he's so caught up with another film? Like, why do you start dating the guy if he's still talking about his ex-girlfriend the whole time? Well,
0: maybe that's the reason his other projects haven't moved forward.
1: Yeah, maybe. Also,
0: to your point, in any story where you have that person that is stuck on that shot that would have won them the thing, right? The whole point of that story is for them to get over it. Yeah, to move on. And get over. So <laughs> well, that's my let's point. take a point. Let's take a let's take a little lesson from narrative <laughs> storytelling one oh one and move on.
1: I just yeah, and I and I and we'll see if it happens. I just think one of two things happen. Either he doesn't move on and that's a terrible story, uh, or B he They've actually said to him, we are going to do this. Just keep it in the – just do your crazy stuff to keep it in people's minds. We'll see.
0: And, again, maybe they will decide that. I would say that were I an executive, yeah. uh, and, again, my opinions of those movies notwithstanding, while you're watching Marvel continue to dominate – okay, maybe not completely notwithstanding. Let's <laughs> right, be, be fair. Not completely. <laughs> but while you're watching while you're watching Marvel continue to dominate yeah. uh, and you're watching, as we've discussed – One of the challenges of the Star Wars franchise is Mm. not strong, continuous storytelling. And you're trying to figure out your DC universe. I don't think the thing that's going to help you out is giving an alternative version of something that didn't work the first time. That's not throwing that out there. That's not a bad point. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Good point. So well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I love it. Also, one last thing before we jump into our thing. uh, Quick reactions to Karen Kusuma coming on as the director for Dracula. Are you guys excited about that? You hear the news this morning? No, I did not. Yes, she is uh, going to be doing Dracula. Is essentially like Lee Wenell did Invisible Man for Blumhouse for Universal okay. Pictures. So, do you like this? I show? do
0: like it. Yeah, okay. that's did yeah. Not know. So, hey, news broke here. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> not by me. It was already out there.
1: It was news broken to me.
0: News broken to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Right here. You saw don't it don't first. Any credit for that? People get mad about that. Uh, yeah, sounds cool. Did yeah. you see Invisible Man? I yet? still
0: haven't seen it. And no, no, no. And everybody says it's amazing. I've just been busy doing a lot of stuff, and then I got food poisoning. It was a whole thing. Mm. But uh, I actually do think I'm going to go see it uh, in the next couple days. I really do want to check it out. Cool. Everyone who's seen it has says it's really good. It is fantastic.
2: It's really good. And if, if they can do Dracula in that sort of same yeah. vein, sort of a modernized take, um, fantastic. Yeah. Almost
0: like a dark universe. Nope. Nope. Uh, they don't want
1: to connect anything up, they said, initially. I think they'll do three or four of these, see how it goes, and then they'll find a way to connect it. So... Because certainly that, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil anything. All right, let it go. Let it go. That's, I'm just, go see Invisible Man* if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I like this, too. She directed the the one of the best episodes of The of *The Outsider that just finished up. Which it is a fantastic series it if is. you haven't watched it yet. It is a great series. Uh, we finished out in two days of insane uh, the Yiddish vampire one that's the episode she directed and that is a damn good episode episode 6 in the series so uh, go and enjoy her work there of course she did a couple other films like Destroyer with Nicole Kidman that's fantastic as well alright anyway alright let's jump into our break that was our Geek News Topics and we'll be right back after this talk about our main topic in just a second
0: and we're back well there we go we can only hold the pose so long at our I think the break. I think the break on our YouTube stream is my favorite part of the episode <laughs> My favorite, my favorite thing that you guys who are sitting here watching us get to see.
1: Uh, well, Mikey, do you want to lead us into this one since uh, you're the no, gay one on the crew? No, you go ahead, on the please. Crew. You go ahead and give, I don't, I don't, right. you
0: give You give. the info because I will have a lot to say about it, and I don't want to uh, monopolize the entire conversation. <laughs> All of our friends right now just said, uh, oh, that's a first. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. They're not wrong.
1: Right, so anyway, we, we jump into this thing. <laughs> It's the uh, it's from... Uh, let me see if I can find it before he hits me. Uh, yeah, this is uh, from uh, Maisie Williams. She was being interviewed about The New Mutants, which is actually coming out in April. If you can believe it! And wouldn't it be funny if the
0: coronavirus pushes the release of this thing after it's been pushed for two years
1: now it pushes one more time? Anyway, I don't...
0: Mean By look. the way, I do want to say, when I got food poisoning this week, before I knew it was food poisoning, oh, corona. my first thought was uh, corona. No! Not me! I'm young and I'm healthy! Oh, I should have oh. washed my hands more. <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, oh, da- did you see the Daniel Craig SNL over the weekend? I didn't. I didn't watch it yet. There's a great sketch where they're doing a daytime soap opera with everybody aware of coronavirus so they're like touching each other from like far oh my god away. that's funny they use dolls to fight when they're like fighting like this and then just near the end of the sketch one of the girls sneezes and every actor <laughs> goes, nope no, no 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 and then i'll just walk off the set it's fucking brilliant. i was
0: at uh i was at netflix yesterday for a oh. meeting and everybody uh elbow bumped <laughs> yeah. everybody in the meeting was like oh yeah nice to meet you oh good <laughs> thanks thanks for coming in like, was, i just gave the i just did this to a lot of people It's was like hi nice <laughs> to meet good,
1: you Ellis is trying to do the knee thing where you go inside the knee as a handshake. Like a hacky sack move? Like like you lift the knee and everyone, like the other knee goes inside? Yeah, yeah, That's the handshake. It's very intimate. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) even more intimate than a handshake. I would agree. A little too touching near the nether regions. Anyway, uh, speaking of which, Maisie Williams has confirmed the new mutes includes a same-sex romance, but she's promising that it is not a quote-unquote gimmick. Uh, uh, and the final X-Men movie is produced by Fox, of course, and is brought by Disney, and after two years of delays, it's supposedly still coming out in April. Uh, so she was being interviewed about this, uh, and she mentioned that she that it's not going to be a gimmick. Even Josh Boone, the director of the film, said uh, uh, that it converted to Wolfsbane and Mirage, to those outlets, that it has a beautiful love story, uh, and it forms sort of the spine and focus of some of the character-driven stuff in the film. She says... This is Maisie Williams. Ron and Danny have a telepathic connection in the comics, and so we just wanted to extend that in the film and put that within reality. If they really could understand each other on that level, then you'd probably end up falling in love with that person. All right. It's not really a story about these two characters understanding their sexuality. It's not centered around that, and they don't really necessarily label it. No one else does either, and no one really questions it. So it seems like it's being treated as just something that is as opposed to something to really highlight and focus and make a big deal about. So as I said earlier, as the gay one in the room, Michael, what do you feel about this situation?
0: I mean, after, after, uh, what, Beauty and the Beast and Endgame and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) And Onward. And Onward. Onward, I'll give a little bit of credit to. Uh, Wow. Well, they didn't make, only because, like, they, I I just feel like they didn't make as big a deal out of it. They certainly didn't. uh, As some of these others did. And it was at least, like, contextualized and it made sense. It wasn't just this throwaway. We'll get into this in a minute. We'll, yeah. we'll talk very detail about it. There will be. An I, I think that I think that um, I think the LGBTQ community upon hearing this news goes okay, <laughs> but it's like it's like oh yeah, there's this really important love story. Nobody labels it. Nobody really brings it up. It's just contextualized. It's not what the story is about, but it's the spine of some emotional stuff. It's like, this feels mm. like so much, and and again, I hope I'm wrong, right. um, but this feels so much like what happens to the gay community or to the LGBTQ community all the time, which is, oh, well, we sort of had a love story and that's kind of what we were going for, but of course we're not going to call it that because God forbid the movie gets banned in China and like blah, 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 uh, blah. And so it ends up being something that you're like, I guess you could infer that. Uh, And then as happens with a lot of these other movies, the LGBTQ uh, community has to rush to what actors said about something or what a director said their intention was to have something that they can have as theirs, which is just sort of barely hinted at on screen. Yeah, Um, And, you know, like I was saying with the thing, it's just, it happened, you know, the live action beauty and the beast came out and they were all so proud of themselves that there was a out gay character, uh, and it was barely in the movie at all. Is like like what two seconds at the very last second of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and then what it was Lafu and the guy. Uh, yeah, the guy dancing. The guy yeah. dancing, yeah. and then you know, Endgame. I think the Russo brothers had their hearts were in the right place, uh, especially with one of them playing the role. But to say that Endgame has the first gay character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're like, oh, is there going to be some hero that shows up? Is there going to be some reveal? Is there going to be something? No, it's a guy in a support group saying he went on a date. And like, look, it is great that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are gay people and they exist and they go on dates. It's a lovely thing. But it's like it seems like that's that's it. Uh, and then similarly, Rise of Skywalker, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was weird. Like, oh, we've got a gay couple in Rise of Skywalker for literally 0.2 seconds yeah. in the last. It's just, and it's just this constant thing that happens. And it is because, like, I, I, I do think that most creators, writers, directors, uh, spoiler alert, LA is pretty liberal. So I think most uh, most creators, writers, directors, actors, whatever, would love to have gay characters, and I think most studios, uh, although they might personally would love to support that, there are a lot of places, China being a big one, where mm. if you have a strong gay presence in your movie, like your movie might not get shown. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're not. It's the are, am I going to sacrifice X numbers of dollars in my box office for this thing for a giant big movie? Right. Um. Or can I do a thing where I can cut it out if I need to and I can re-edit this for the international market? So that is sort of the thing that happens. But boy, is it frustrating.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, it definitely the the international box office. That's that's a great point, Mike, is, um, you know, it's so important now for for American Mm -hmm. films because to have a gay character um, in an American television show or British television show in a relationship not in a relationship it's it's a not it's a non factor like right. it just is like at the time what is when Will and Grace came out like you know Jack was such a he yeah. was such a revelation at the time but that was 20 years ago right. and so american tv and british television they they have they have progressed to in a direction that movies have not been able to replicate and it's because of that international box office that they're so petrified of a movie getting banned someplace and i think as you said i mean just to agree with you um, coming out beforehand and saying we've we've done it, we've got a character yeah, in here yeah. that seems to that seems to be a decision that a lot of films have made, and every single one of them have backfired.
0: Yeah, and look, I'm not dogging New Mutants. Like, I'm just shocked it's coming out first of all. Yeah, but something. I'm not dogging New Mutants, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is going to be something that is this lovely story between these two, and it could be great. So, like, more power to them if that's where it goes. Yeah. But what I just said is sort of the lead up to why anyone in the LGBTQ community is like, "Mm." yeah. and you know, Marvel uh, has made a big deal with Eternals having some main characters that are going to be gay. And honestly, it will take a Marvel or a star Wars just doing it no matter what to force somewhere like China to air it. Like they're the only kind of franchises that are big enough that if they go for it, Some of these, some of these territories are going to be like, fuck it, we're not going to not have this movie come out.
1: Well, I think Marvel more than Star Wars because Star Wars doesn't do well in China anyway, so it wouldn't matter if it was gay or not. No, that's fair. I think Marvel though is the right choice in the and we'll see how much we'll see if we're hearing the same thing from somebody in in Eternals and the cast member in Eternals saying the same thing. It's the spine of the movie. It's a strong relationship. We'll see. I think New Mutants is where you take that chance to do that, right? You're not expecting much from it. It's a smaller film. It's a new approach to the mutant thing. You're turning it into a horror movie. So you can go and explore that a little bit more in the international box office. You're not depending on it as strongly as you would on other films. I think Eternals is going to be a great test of that, and I look forward to it. And as a Latino, to me, when they talk about representation – I I'm not gay. I'm not I don't have that uh,
0: What? What? I, I,
1: I, if you're watching this, you can see the difference in wardrobe <laughs> right now. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Oh, I would think gay men do like comfortable clothes as well I don't think that's a negative yeah, <laughs> not when they're on camera <laughs> fair enough uh, but that's that's I mean that's the thing in my opinion is overall um, that it's like can you get it right and can you do it effectively Although, yeah I would argue and Draco does like to wear random shirts on camera that maybe aren't the best to wear so I love, love I'm not mark. gonna I'm not love gonna to I'm mark. not gonna dog Mark on I'm camera either
0: Mark, either. mark you look lovely yeah, he does he does does he
1: wear a sweat uh, just about <laughs> I mean those those jeans have been around for quite some time that the denim is worn off in there. I will say clothes.
0: I walked in here today and I was like, oh, this is what we're wearing. <laughs>
1: it's right. my office, damn it. We're relaxing.
0: Uh, Wear your comfortable clothes to work day. It's cool. <laughs> I don't,
1: what? Uh, anyway, uh, what did I say? Damn you throw me off. Anyway, you do want to see representation that is that means something. And at the end of the day, lip service or cursory or quick two-second kiss or even someone mentioning my partner. Uh, that you know is a female character like we saw in Onward, it doesn't do the job. You've, and, and, Shannon, you brought up a great, a great point. We see it way more in TV series that go internationally, are shown in other countries. Because that
0: do. money is not – Exactly. It's right. not It's not the same financial – Of course, of course. Yeah.
1: And that's what I'm getting at. I'm saying TV shows can get away
0: and with And I do money. think – I it just want to say this, this because I, I'm sure – because on, on my Twitter feed, like I've said, with My Little Pony, anytime a gay thing happened, I got – yelled at and harassed yeah. Yeah. i also got complimented by a lot of people a lot of supportive stuff but sure. i still, i am sure that some of our listeners uh who might be more conservative are kind of thinking well but why do you need this like why is it so important like why like you know the typical mm. thing is why is this a sjw thing why do you have to like throw it in our face why do you have to do this why do you have to do that like but, that's a thing no i mean like yeah. look i'm just saying that that is a Those are those are comments that come up a lot. Of course, that I just want to say, I I just want to explain it a little bit. I want to address the kind of the the reaction to that without sort of going crazy and yelling at people. Which is, um, you know, all of us growing up watch these movies, and every single one of us picks the character that we're like. Mm -hmm. Everyone is like, I, you know, I'm I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm Princess Leia. I'm Captain America i'm black widow whatever it is and when you're straight those people line up with what's going on if you're if you're if you want to be captain america and he's got his girlfriend peggy carter and like you want to have a girlfriend and you're like god that was a romantic moment like it lines up with what your worldview is right and when you're gay growing up or when you're lgbtq on any level you have to sort of make a leap like i always wanted to be luke skywalker uh but uh or more specifically i wanted to be han solo But I knew that I didn't like a Princess Leia. I was like a Han Solo that probably wanted to hang out with Luke Skywalker more. Uh, And you don't have that character that looks like you, that acts like you, and you don't have that sort of like, oh, that's me. And like, so for me, when I was a kid, like the first time I saw Will and Grace on TV, it was like, oh my God, finally! Like this is this is what my life is like. Like this this is what I'm. This is what I aspire to be more Will than Jack, but you know. But uh, but, you know, and and I think that that's what's so important is that, you know, it seems like any time one gay character shows up, you have a certain part of the community going, ah why does it have to be here? But it's like, well, there's every straight person. And it's the same with any level of representation. It's the same with more women superhero leads. It's the same with uh, minority superheroes. It's the same with any of this stuff. Uh, And so I just think I wanted to say that because I do think it comes up a lot. Like, why is this so important? Um, there's actually a really great on Apple Plus documentary called Visibil- "Visible." It's like a five-part documentary, I believe, maybe six, all about the history of LGBTQ characters on television, mm. um, which is really, really fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think I think it's important too to address that kind of thing. And I think you're right; you want to speak about what's actually happening and when people respond to it, the positive or negative responses to it. But when people say like, "Oh, you're putting it in my face," that's i don't understand that because everything is being put in your face in the film like everything is being put in your face the the straight relationship is being put in your face in the film in a romantic comedy the the uh, the best friend is being put in your face so, those kind of arguments to me they betray an actual distaste for that situation it's not about the fa- and i'm not yelling at anybody it's just, I, I think it's actually if people are being honest with themselves they just don't want to see some people don't want to see gay characters on screen they get uncomfortable by it and so they're like why do you have to put it in my face everything is in your face that's what a movie does that's what a tv show does any form of media we are putting ourselves in your face so it's all connected in that way so that argument never holds weight to me now if it's a moral issue or religious issue i absolutely understand that Respect that, but by the same token, you have to create the space that this is an entertainment medium. So everybody should be involved and be able to participate and be a part of it. So if you're going to focus on a a homosexual storyline, it should feel like it's not a big deal, which is why what encourages me about what Maisie said: it's not a big deal; it's part of the thing. No one makes it, no one highlights it, no one points it out. That being said. That could work for some, uh, and and I'm not gay, like I said. But that could work for some gay people, and it may not be enough representation for other gay people. It
0: depends on what they mean by nobody mentions it or it's not said. Like I don't need someone to be like, "You two are lesbians. I am okay with this. In this mutant world, lesbians are fine." Like I don't need all that. What new mutant would that be? Definitely, if they say it like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it was like Oscar Isaac as as Apocalypse. That's kind of what that was. Uh, But like, I just think that like. but, but if it's, like, one of those things that it's so subtle as to be, like, it could be seen oh, either way. Right. Um, I'll call it the Elsa problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the big challenges with Elsa as a character is that Elsa, from the moment she sang Let It Go and yeah. I Need to Be Who I'm Gonna Be, the entire gay community was like, she's ours. Yeah, We're taking her. And she doesn't have a love interest. And True. particularly with Frozen 2, it almost feels like the creators are like, hey, guys. She's a lesbian. She's all lesbian. She's wearing pants. Yeah. We're good here. Um, and, and yet, like, straight ladies don't wear no pants. Listen, that was a Hillary Clinton pantsuit yeah, in that enough. movie. Don't fair you cannot enough. tell me different. Fair enough. Uh, but no, I just think that like it's it's that problem of like a lot of there's a there's a ton of characters gay, gay the LGBTQ community has done what they what we always do is if you're not gonna give us a character that represents us, oh. we're gonna take the ones that we think do yeah. like the Duke we're taking the Babadook. <laughs> yeah. The- we're-, <laughs> we're taking Peppermint Patty. We're taking Velma. Sure. We're taking Elsa. Like there are characters that we're like, well, we're just gonna take them as ours yeah. and say they are ours because no one's giving us any. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and it's just like – it's like if, if these two characters end up being those, it's like, okay, that's just more people that will assume, yeah. but it would be great to not have to assume. Let me ask you – oh, sorry. Well,
2: no, I was going uh, to say two, two questions. Yeah. So the throwing in your – like when, when folks say, like, why do you have to throw it in my face? Do you think that comes as, uh, as a result of them actually watching the film or watching the television show no. or the announcement that precedes it? The announcement that precedes it. And whenever you guys had a, a gay character come up on Pony, was that something that was announced, or did it just sort of get presented?
0: Uh, both 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 versions happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was did one
2: have a more stronger reaction than the other. Oh, it's the same. Okay, it's
0: the same. Yeah. It, and it's really funny. It like like I'll give you an example of like it, I'll give you a Pony example that I just find hilarious, which is we had Scootaloo. One of, we talked about this before, but we had Scootaloo, mm-hmm. one of the Cutie Mark Crusaders, in an episode. Her aunts showed up. And it was just made clear that those ants were not sisters. They were a married couple. And I get tweeted at saying, how dare I bring sex into My Little Pony? Whoa. It's so disgusting that we're sexualizing ponies. And I'm like, we had a straight couple that got married and had a baby in the show. Mm. And that was cool. But showing two aunts that aren't sisters is all of a sudden it's bringing sex into it and whatever. And like that's sort of what you're dealing with. It's this weird double standard that as soon as there are just gay characters on any level – it's it's not the announcement and it's not the announcement it's not the context it's not the amount of time it's not even the amount that they're in the episode like the episode wasn't about these characters they were just there and there's just this thing in all entertainment kids entertainment in particular mm-hmm. where if LGBTQ characters even show up there is a portion of the population that goes this is disgusting it's sex you're right. sexualizing when you're like no it's just two people that love each other
1: it's a shield they're hiding behind because they don't, because they had, don't have a taste for it, and and I understand that they have a distaste for it. I get it. Just be honest about it. Just say I don't have distaste for it, or I don't have taste for it. But what I did want to ask though, and I, uh, did I cut you off way? No, 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 okay. What I did want to ask though, both of you, you as someone who's worked in the theme parks, and someone and like someone like you, Mike, Mike who's a massive Disney fan, uh, and of course I enjoy Disney stuff as well, but I'm not, you know, that that <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Disney that much. I'm not, you know, I'm not in Club Thirty Three and stuff. um, By the way,
0: I am not Club 33. I just go sometimes. Well,
1: and Club 33 is awesome. (laughs) Okay,
2: good. I'm glad. The silverware is brilliant. Um,
1: uh, My question is, do you get frustrated when Disney has, like, gay days and Disney knows that the the homosexual community is a very strong part of their, I don't know, financial uh, positivity and success That they aren't still in their movies willing to take the shortcut rather than just put it out there and embrace it. Well,
0: so here's where I will say, so here it's it's kind of what I was saying before. First Mm. of all, gay days is not a Disney event. It is a But they don't go, don't do this. They don't well, yeah, like I remember when I was a kid. They know what's happening. I went, my family (laughs) my family went on vacation when I was in middle school to Orlando. uh, and I was I knew I was gay, I was super in the closet. And we just happened to go to Disney on Gay Days. (laughs) Most uncomfortable day at Disney I've ever had in my life. But, uh, you know, like we're walking to stuff and I'm like looking around at everybody in a red shirt. I'm like, oh, they're gay. They're gay. They're gay. But like there was a big sign out front at that point that said there is an event happening. Disney has nothing to do with this. Disney does not like this is not a Disney. Right condoned events but
1: we'll take their money and happily it's not have about them in it's not park.
0: about just taking their money like i'd say over half the executives working at disney at top levels are gay that's what i'm saying but that's what i'm getting at but disney and look this is this is inherently what the problem is disney is their entire brand is family friendly yes and there is a chunk of the population that does not find the lgbtq community family friendly That sucks it's horrible right. but as disney is trying to balance what they can do and so from where it used to be when I was a kid, where this is not a Disney-accepted uh, you know, accepted event, whatever. Now, Disney kind of completely embraces it and allows yeah. it to happen. You can see rainbow ears in the park. I don't think they call them pride ears, but it's clearly what they are. <laughs> uh, and they're trying to put gay – Jungle Book has a gay character in it. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Right. Keep saying that to you. It's
2: Emily Blunt's brother. Yeah, Emily Blunt's brother. And
0: again, is this going to be a a big part of the movie? Is it a little part of the movie? Is he just gonna you know? Is it gonna be a throwaway thing like some of these others? I don't know.
1: Or set up for gay jokes, which wouldn't be good. Well,
0: that would not be good. Onward, as you said, there's a mention. Um, one of the cops has a girlfriend. Like they are trying. uh, It's one of those things. I'm of two minds about it, and I think this is because I was an executive for so long at a company like a Hasbro. And I'm an LGBTQ, mem- I'm a member of the LGBTQ yeah, yeah, yeah. community and a creator now. Like I see both sides of it and I can see creatively them trying to do what they can while not wanting to give up right. the, we're the family friendly company or we want the Chinese box office. And I do respect that sort of push and pull. You do? I respect, I, okay. I get the issue with it. Like. Do I want them to say, fuck it, let's just go for it? Yeah. Do I want a Disney prince or princess to be openly gay in a lead role? 100% I do. Right. Um, do I want to just be able to have characters be gay or straight or gender non-binary or trans and have it not matter? Of course I do. Um, but, you know, I just recently pitched a show when you know a few weeks ago when I went to Kids Screen mm. um, that had some gay themes to it um and like was told by one of the companies that we pitched to, one of the big companies that like they thought it was a lovely pitch and they would never take it because uh half their territories internationally just wouldn't even accept the show. Yeah. Like yeah. that's they, the uphill battle. They were all they were all super complimentary. They liked the story. Right. They knew that I was openly gay. Like they were like we get that this is a really important story for you. We won't be able to sell this in these eight territories that are super important to us. Yeah. And so It's a reality. It sucks. Like, it just sucks. And believe me, like, as anybody in this community can tell you, it sucks to have to live in a world where discrimination against us is still on some level okay. Like, if a territory was like, we're not going to take a Latino movie or we're not going to take a black movie or we're not going to take this movie, it's like, you're like, well, that's – you can't do that. Yeah, right. And with us, it's sort of like, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, what are you going to do? Right
2: and as a performer like we not to take away
0: any of the struggles that any other community has by the way
2: no no no, but i think you make a good point so as a performer like at universal like we had i I don't think it's maybe it's happened in hollywood i'm not sure but in orlando they definitely had uh the unofficial gay days as well right and for the most part as a performer gay days is a blast right because the people come and they just want to have a good time there are there are there's there's a reason
0: we're called gay we are very fun (laughs)
2: There are some performances where they yeah, want to help happy. a little too much, Um, but that also is true any other day yeah, of the year.
1: Straight people do that all the time. One, you, you've complained about them many times trying to do too oh, much sure. on the rapture stuff. So yeah, so that's I don't thing. need your help. Yeah, I don't need right. your help. I got it. <laughs> And that's the thing that frustrates me. And, you know, maybe I am a bit uh, of a hard ass about this kind of stuff. I'm like, if you're going to do it and benefit from it, then embrace it. And if you're not going to fully embrace it, stop trying to put one finger. Stop trying to trying to coronavirus it, which is like the elbow. I'm going to come that close. I'm not going to come all the way around. And I get it financially, blah, 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 blah. But every family has homosexual people in it. Every family has someone in some way, a cousin or an uncle or a second cousin. Whether they know it or not. Whether they know it or not, who is (laughs) gay. And it it is family friendly. That
0: uncle that that dresses really well and buys you the best presents. (laughs) Listen. Listen.
1: (laughs) And the thing is, we've had gay people in... Film for many years and in TV. Like, Billy Crystal was a gay character on Soap in the 70s. Well, again, and And TV... So it's it's, it's been coming.
0: And TV, again, is a very different medium because the way that they finance the shows, the way that they make the money on the shows is different, and it allows them to do shows where you have that. But, I mean, again, definitely check out this visible documentary on Apple+. Plus. Like, Billy Crystal, they talk about it. They talk about Soap. They talk about All in the Family. They talk about the Jeffersons. All the way up through where we are to, you know obviously Ellen coming out yeah, yeah, yeah. queer eye for the straight guy everything and tv in in this respect tv is further ahead yeah of uh of, of the movie industry yeah, yeah. and it really does get down to this international box office i mean i i am telling you like given g- without the international box office issue without the fact that there are huge territories where you would just take a huge hit if not be completely blocked from the movie coming out True. Uh, I think we would see these little throwaway moments would be bigger moments, would be bigger characters. We would get finpo. We would get, you know, like these things. It would be we would be there. And so it's a it's a challenge because basically what you're saying is. There's certain parts of the world that are way more uh, discriminatory and we know that sucks and we're sorry, but we also want their money.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, I have, I have no argument. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's true.
0: Well, that's that's what I call the best color man in the business, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <all
2: No>. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a good one. If you haven't seen Major
0: League, <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> from um, 1988. That's a, that's a reference. I will say that you know, yeah. I mean, to you know, not that it's all frustrating. The fact that we even, again, I'm not complimenting these things from happening, but the right. fact that there's even these little moments where they're trying, as frustrating as they are. At least it's a like tiny I wouldn't even call it a step. Yeah. A tiny little nudge forward. Uh and you know, that's what you need to keep doing. And if you are a gay creator if you are uh, an lgbtq writer director storyteller mm. whatever keep telling your stories i mean we are finally in a place where there are a lot of places that uh want those authentic stories yep. and i do think the fact that we have a lot of these streaming services like the netflix's and the hbo max's uh you kind of um telling their own movies like netflix is releasing movies they are the ones that can make a movie yep. that has more of a gay LGBTQ theme to it, um, and still make their money because they're a subscription service. They they their money their box their money uh, financial model is different. Right. Uh, so I think there are places where these movies can start to happen and can start to be seen. So fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. yeah well, something. Hey, I just thought of something. Oh. Um, anytime a, a a theme park does any sort of celebration of a certain holiday or yeah, a certain right. culture, it's not because they love that culture. It's because yeah. they want the money.
1: They want that money. And, and that matters.
2: And that's that's capitalism. Yeah. And that's business. That's
1: right. Oh, well, good good chair to put on top of that cake. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. That's this episode of the Geek Buddies. So I want to thank all of you for watching and listening. and I hope we opened your mind a little bit or, or, you know, like, got you thinking about something. No matter what we talked about, whether it was the main topic or the other three uh, Geek News items. Maybe we or had Shannon's you. hate of the Jungle Cruise trailer. Yeah, sure, sure. I, mean, I didn't hate the trailer. Maybe he represented you. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of representation, maybe he represented you in that point of view. Uh, so many things to, uh, to talk about there. That was a lot of fun today. So.
2: Uh, where can, what can we say? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media on Twitter, it's at Geek Underscore Buddies on Instagram at The Underscore Geek Underscore Buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media on Twitter, it's at Shannon Underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon The Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mister Vogel, it's at MK Two, and if you'd like to follow Mister Roca, it's at The Roca Says. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, listen, we know you have a lot of diverse opinions, <laughs> um, but we want you to go out there and we want you to represent us because representation is important. So we'd like you to, uh, if you're watching us right here on YouTube, we'd like you to uh, rate us, leave some comments here below, subscribe. Uh, If you're listening to us on Anchor or iTunes or Spotify or wherever your podcasts are from, uh, you know, give us some comments, give us some ratings, give us some feedback, spread us to your friends, uh, tell everyone about us. And and uh, we do
1: read all of those. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. <laughs> obsessively we do. and they're very kind you guys have been very kind about the show since so it got onto YouTube and certainly on the streaming services as well uh, so can't tell you how much we appreciate that
0: yeah and we just honestly we want more people to listen mm-hmm. so that our viewership goes up so that we go higher up and get out there further so that we can keep doing this because we like getting together and yeah. talking about geeky stuff
1: yeah and we might even do a live show down the road that would be a lot of fun as well for our friends certainly we've done a top 10 and, and we'd love to do it for I mean, Geek to
0: talk to my agent but we'll see maybe oh
1: okay <laughs> All right, well, anyway, thanks so much. Uh, We will see you next week for another episode of...
0: The Geek Buddies! Hey!